My name is Kirk. Hey, Kirk. How are you doing? Hey, Paul. I know we've been through a lot. <laughs> and I know that sometimes you don't think I love you. <laughs> but I want you to know I love you, man. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, girl. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, why are you speaking in such a soulful <laughs> manner? <laughs> because our episode, Paul, girl. Yeah. It's about soul. Soul music. Soul music. How has it taken us this long to get to soul music? Because we've done <clears throat> so many variations. Yeah. And you bring soul music to the show in particular uh, yes. so often. And this one for me was like, this was, except for one that I immediately was like, boom, here it goes. Mm -hmm. I was like overthinking like, well, what do I bring? Because like New Jack can yeah. be considered soul, but I'm not going to bring New Jack. I'm not yes. going to do Neo Soul. We did a whole fucking episode on it. Right. And it was like, okay, well then this is, but this is funk and then this is I had is the obvious. same issue. Like, yeah. where do you draw the line between soul and funk? Yes. And R&B and gospel and neo soul? Yeah. And if any of the listeners uh, listening to this right now have the same concern, I'll tell you the same thing I told myself mm -hmm. when I was pulling content together for this episode, which is, don't worry about <laughs> it. It doesn't uh, matter. Shut up. <laughs> Paul. Okay. Just, Very true. Yeah. Because it's so blurry. It's so blurry. It's, it's like, ah, it's, it's maybe soul is the overarching yeah. word for all those things. Rhythm and blues came first. Yeah. But... You know, but then there's like R&B charts, right. and then there's, there's some kind of split off from yeah. soul. But it's just look, what we picked is what we picked. Exactly. And if you don't like it, go fudge yeah. yourself. Go suck an A. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the soul episode. Really setting the tone for the soul episode. <laughs> I went. So I basically <laughs> went just with vibe. To me, that was like, yeah, these are songs that are a vibe in my mind that feel like soul. Yeah. Not necessarily like. Deep cuts, but also not major. Like, we could have put a bunch of Stevie Wonder, you sure, know, or yeah. a bunch of Luther Vandross. But he, well, yeah, Luther's definitely soul. Yeah. Stevie would be like, well, is this more R&B pop? Yeah. Depending on or what you, it is. Some of it's very cut. funk. Yeah. So you're like... But again, it, uh, I'm it not doesn't matter. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, that's our that's the music Ray Gun catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna print t shirts that just have our logo and that just says Shut, Shut up. up. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but let's kick off with an undeniable soul classic. And it's undeniable because this is on Soul Train. Yes. So uh if uh if uh Don Cornelius says it's soul. It's soul. Um, yeah, listen to Mr. Cornelius. Um, 100%. Another song I'm like, man, how are we 120-something episodes yes. into this podcast about music? We've never talked about me and Mrs. Jones. By Mr. Billy Paul. The great Billy Paul. Uh, this is this is the song that when I was like, oh, it's a soul episode. Well, it's going to yeah. be me and Mrs. Jones. Yeah. Because this is such a soul song. I'm sure there are people who don't like this song, but they're wrong. They're stupid. Um, the song is great. This is... Yeah. The probably one of the first songs I ever registered as a human being. Okay. Because uh, yeah, it's, it's like, like 1972. Mm -hmm. So I probably heard it when I was like three or four, a couple years later. Yeah. Uh, my dad had the album. I still have the album. Yeah. 360 Degrees of Billy Paul. Mm -hmm. I still have it in my collection. It's a great title for it's a Great title. Yeah. Great title. I still have it. Um, Just learned today, written by Gamble and Huff. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The soul artists, the uh, soul uh, producers that 
yeah. did everything in the 70s. I never thought about who wrote yeah. Mrs. Jones. It just sort of exists. I thought it was him. Yeah. But no, it's a, he's covering it. Well, I don't think I know any other Billy Paul songs, which is not to say he's a one-hit wonder. I don't think he is, but this song... Is such a big crossover. Yeah. It was like number two, apparently, like yeah. when it hit the billboards. And yeah. it was a huge number one. Everyone, It was everywhere. I think it played it overseas, too. Yeah. Well, let's watch it. Let's watch Billy sing it. On, yeah. Uh, and he also... Uh, well, let's... We'll, we have well, with us a man who we feel is one of the heavens. I mean... His name is Billy Paul. Peak Don Cornelius. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is like one of the first songs I knew as Kirk Pinchon. Like I always say, if if you aren't a, a model and you're a big star, it's be, it must be because you're talented. <laughs> yeah. Like Billy Paul, he's probably like 40, he, late 30s. What if he's like 32 here? And it's just, he, he looks can't old. Be. But he's, you know, he's balding, he's got big nerdy glasses. Oh, big old beard, wearing but, a, a maroon tux. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, classic. I mean, it's also so like such a soul thing of like, yeah, I'm fucking this dude's wife. Well, is he though? We both know that it's wrong, but it's much too strong to let it go now. What are the songs? They meet every day yeah, at the, the same, same cafe. Six thirty. Six thirty. They hold hands yeah. and talk yeah. and listen to their favorite song on the jukebox, and then they go their separate ways. That's the story that the that's song the tells. story, but. If that's what they do every day, every day at the same cafe, that's emotional cheating. And then they go, it is. Yeah, but it's not fucking. But the, but there's no there's no time in yeah. there unless they're just doing it on the table in the cafe. That'd be great. They just go. They're having an emotional affair. Yes. Which kind of makes the song cooler. Like, in a way, yeah. We're not actually even fucking. Yeah, we're not we're not dirty. Yeah, because anyone could do that. But yeah. like, we're really in love. Yes. <laughs> he also never quite says he's with anyone else except for the line about having his own obligations. Yes. We've got our own obligations. Right. He's got a kid. She's because she's Mrs. Jones. Yes. Although I guess she could be a widow. But <laughs> that would be a weird song. <laughs> what a weird song that right. would turn out to be. But then it wouldn't be wrong, you know. See? Right? Making all kinds plans, of plans, but they, yeah. And you're like, oh, he's such a mellow singer, but then this. Yeah, then he kicks in. I mean. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It comes it comes up to the line of schmaltz, but it never crosses it. Yeah, it could be kind of like cheesy 70s yeah. uh, lounge singer. Right. Which I'm sure they've got, some guy had to have done this. Oh, yeah. I'm not listening to the lyrics even harder now because I want to hear. Yeah. What does he actually say? Yeah. They do? yeah. Like, uh, maybe we're mishearing at one point. He's like, and then we fuck. But yeah, uh, no. we got to be extra careful. Is that the next? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of vague sentiments about like the, the strength yeah. of their emotions. But... Yeah. Wonder if in this world. Did she leave? She'll go her way and I'll go mine. We'll meet tomorrow in the same place. Same plot, place. The, the cafe, cafe to hold not hands. Not a motel room. No. The cafe to hold hands. Yeah. Very chaste. 
And then there's like a lost third verse where he's like, except on Saturdays. That's when we get down. That's where we go. No. That's where they we... just meet and hold hands and make plans. plans. Like we're gonna go away together. Yeah. Which seems kind of sweet, but also you said, like you said, it's an emotional affair. In yeah. some ways, that's worse. Yeah. Like they're actually into each they're other. Not it's, not just a, it's not just a physical yeah. thing. It's the soul music. Yeah. That's soul. Baby. That's soul, baby. And I feel like even this early on, like. Songs were explicit enough. Like, this is around the same time as so. Let's Get It On. Like, this is very, like... Uh, it is weirdly chased when you listen to the lyrics. It is weirdly chased. Yeah. This is the radio version, Soul Train version. There's a longer version on yeah. the album. Where he's talking about fucking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just... There's a sax solo, actually. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So, we didn't do the sax solo on that guy. Yeah, we had to kick it off with that. Yeah. Because we never talked about that song. No, we had it's to get it. one of the top five, possibly top three best soul oh, songs ever. so good. Never get tired of that. So, Kirk, in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. when I was in college, and I just, you know, lived in one room, essentially, yeah. and I had my television on 24 hours a day, Yep. VH1 showed the Temptations miniseries approximately three times a day. <laughs> And it's like an eight-hour thing. You are the most knowledgeable, biggest fan of that miniseries that I know. My dad rivals me. We are the same in that just any time it was on. I don't think I ever watched it in one sitting no, from beginning same, to end. Me neither. I've seen it. Yeah. I've not seen it beginning to end. I've seen it. It's. It, I've seen the complete thing many, many times. Yeah. Never start to finish. But it was just always on VH1. Always. In the early 2000s. Yes. And I was obsessed with it. I loved it. Yeah. The one line that you love. Oh, there's so many lines that I love. But of course, the famous one that everyone loves is, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. I still say that to myself sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, that said, we're not going to watch a clip about the Temptations movie. We're not even going to talk about the Temptations. No. As much as I love the Temptations miniseries, I had never heard until years later of an earlier movie. Yeah. Called The Five Heartbeats. I saw it in the movie theater. Did you? That oh, doesn't yeah. surprise me. Oh, yeah. Came out in 1991. Yeah. It's a Robert Townsend movie. His uh, sophomore effort after the amazing Hollywood, Hollywood Shuffle, Shuffle, which I've never seen. Hollywood Shuffle's fucking great. I think The Five Heartbeats is the only Robert Townsend movie I've ever seen. Oh, you never saw Meteor Man? No, never saw I remember Wolf. ads for it on my comic books Whoa. when I was a kid. That movie on. sucks. <laughs> okay. The, high f- the Five Heartbeats is... Fine. It's Five good. Heartbeats is it's good. good. Five it's Heartbeats good. is one great. of those. Good. Hollywood Shuffle came out. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, this is hysterical. This guy is a new voice. He did it all on his own. He did it. He, like, he used credit cards to pay for it. Yeah. And it was a huge hit. And it was one of those like, okay, my next thing's going to be like my opus. Yeah. And it was the Five Heartbeats. And you go, ah, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. It's not a masterpiece. It's not a masterpiece. And it's, it's definitely not bad, but it's not, yeah. it's not amazing. I mean, the reason I... Started talking about the Temptations miniseries, which was a network TV movie and huge. In, uh, uh, in 1998, is because the Five Heartbeats and the Temptations miniseries are exactly the same movie. 100%. They even both star Leon. Yes. As one of the band yes. members. Yes. Yep. Except the Five Heartbeats is about a fictional band. But yes. like note for note, it's the same. It's the same the story. same story. Yep. So Leon doesn't play... The character who's the clear David Ruffin analog. Yeah. 
in that it's the guy with the strong kind of gritty voice lead singer who gets who has to leave the band because he gets uh, addicted to drugs yes. and all that, which is the David Ruffin role. Yes, Leon plays a different guy in yes. the band. I think Michael but he's in both. Michael Wright plays Michael Wright. Yes, yeah. who's great. Yeah. Um, and I've only seen the Five Heartbeats once or twice, because um, you know if it had been on VH1 every day when I was in college, yeah. that, that would have been what I saw. Yeah, and knew backwards and forwards. But it is like sort of a lost movie. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. And yeah, found it on my own. But it's not like you hear it mentioned a lot. It's but very it's good. It's, it's a very earnest movie. I'd rather watch music movies like this that are at least about fictional bands. Than biopics of real artists that are just the same. It's just walk hard. It's just the same yeah. map. Like this is formulaic too, but at least it's about fiction, yeah. fictional bands, so you can do whatever you want. I'd see this over Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Yeah, I haven't seen Elvis I'm yet. I'm not and going I'd, to see. I'd it. rather watch this again. Hundred percent. Yeah, but anyway, I just picked a clip from the high five heartbeats. You picked a good one, not my favorite, but a good one. Well, what's interesting about this is, well, in the story, this is near the beginning. Yeah. The, the Heartbeats have participated in a couple of Battle of the Bands mm-hmm. and narrowly lost both. And now they're going to try again. But the, it, the game is like rigged against them. Yeah. The venue has like forced them to use the house piano player. Yeah, who sucks. So this clip starts with Robert Townsend's character like literally shoving the piano player off the bench. Yes. And starting to play himself. And then the Heartbeats bring down the house. Yeah. With the movie's signature song. Heart, Heart is a house, house for, for love. love. I love this song. Of course you do, because the, the great thing about this is it's sung in real life by the Dells, yep. who were an R&B group in mm-hmm. the 60s. But this is 100%, 120% a 1991 soul song. Yes. Like, it just sounds and feels... Yes. Like, very modern yes. soul. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but in the context of the show, where the characters are lip-syncing it, it's supposed to be their song. It's like 1965. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's a 91, it's 91. song through and yes. through. Yes. But it also rules. And I think there's a reason for that, which I'll bring up in a second. And this is the scene where, just like in The Temptations, and just like Elvis, like, the girls, like, they're melting into yeah, their seats. Like, this they're is like, their ah. moment. And, yeah. and uh but it's, it's the Michael Wright, uh, yeah. I think his character's name is Eddie, but he's yes. the David Ruffin of the group. He's the David Ruffin of the group. And a very young Harry Lennox in this. I don't know who that is. Harry Lennox. Is he choir boy? Uh, he's got in the far right. Uh, the bass. The yeah, bass he led it when he's on, um, he was in The Matrix. Oh. He did all the Matrix movies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, now Robert Townsend is who kicked pretending, the piano Pretending up. to play the piano. And they're like, okay, now we're going to rip it up. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it was a good moment. Yeah. And and Michael Wright sells it. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny yeah. that you know this movie. Because it did not do well. No, yeah. It, critically or commercially. No. Yeah. yeah. She's like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> there always has to be this scene. And yeah. Like, like, where it's just panties dropping. Yeah. Yeah, now yeah. we're going to improvise. Now we're going to fucking do it. I also love that this is Robert Townsend's movie, and he casts himself in the Otis Williams role, yes. which is like, he's the least talented, but he's just kind of like, everybody's like, yeah, come on, Otis. You're, you're like, he's now, he 
was in another music movie before he broke through with uh, um, um, Hollywood Shuffle, Shuffle yeah. we've, that we've had on uh, Ray Gunn, Streets of Fire. Right, yes. In, 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 in a R&B music group. Yeah. Doing, end up singing I Can Dream About You. In the context of The Temptations, Otis Williams is the main character because it's based on his memoir yeah, exactly. that he wrote after all of the other classic five were dead yeah. and he could make himself the hero. <laughs> right. In this one... Robert Townsend's character is, is not like a star, but he's like the songwriter. Yeah. So he's sort of like a less talented Smokey Robinson. He's also in the group. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And smart to do that because he doesn't he doesn't have the wattage right to do this. Is there a heart in the house tonight? <laughs> stand up, stand up. And then the other band is like, and no, oh, all those guys are in Hollywood Shuffle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now. Was Leon. I think one of the <laughs> that, that girl still cannot. Yes. <laughs> the reason why you believe that this is a '90s song is because it is because I think Babyface produced this soundtrack. Oh yeah, it was written for the movie. Yeah, yeah. But I also just mean the production yes. value of it is. Do you remember the next? There was another song they had, uh, "Nights Like This." No, I haven't watched it in like ten years. "Nights Like This" was uh, sung by After Seven. Which is Babyface's brother's band. Oh, okay. So it's all just matched together. That Al Jarreau looking actor. I had this soundtrack. Yeah? And it's... I mean, this song is good. It was this song in Nights Like This that I listened to. It just doesn't sound like the 60s. It's too clean. It's too polished. (laughs) I love that you put this on. Yeah. And then here's the Eddie Kendricks analog yep. in the falsetto. Oh my god. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, this is the this this is is high point. Yeah. The breakthrough moment. Also, Five Heartbeats, yeah. great name for a soul band. Yeah, I can't believe no one picked that up before Robert Townsend. I mean, uh, like, good on him that he was just like, I got this. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the band is just the heartbeats, and the name of the movie is the five five heartbeats. heartbeats. But like, no band called themselves the Heartbeats in the sixties. It's right there, people. Yeah, how do you miss that? It's right. It's ripe for the taking. Right, pluck it. Yeah. So that was just the. Uh, I'm so glad you put that on. Yeah, more people. It's like again, not. A great movie. No. But a good movie. A solid yes. movie. Solid movie. Yeah. Solid movie. And it, good enough that it should be more well-known. Agree. I don't yeah. even think it has a Blu-ray release. I don't like, think it, I don't yeah, it doesn't have much of a following. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wish I could even remember how I learned of its existence. Probably read a blog post somewhere that compared The Temptations movie yeah. to it. I always felt that this was also a pretty VH1 movie. It was on yeah. the Oh, that, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I never saw it on TV. Yeah. I, I found out that it existed and then I watched it on Netflix or something. Oh, that's so... Oh, my God. So it's fairly recent. In the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It was wow. in... When I was living in L.A. I, okay. I did not know it existed until I lived in L.A. Wow. And I don't know when I came across it. But mm-hmm. I bet I was just reading about the Temptations movie, which everyone knows. Yeah. But probably the... So someone wrote about like actually it's just a complete ripoff. Of the I mean, hundred percent. It's exactly. I mean, but it's also it's also a chicken egg thing because this is a fictional biopic that's based on basically an amalgam of every yes uh, Motown group in the sixties. Yes, and and like actually, I read that Robert Townsend based it mostly on the Temptations and originally 
was uh, planning to hire David Ruffin and Eddie Kendricks to be the technical consultants on the movie. Oh. But that got squashed for reasons I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the, the oh, production company was like, no, not them. And then so he got the guys from the Dells to be the technical consultants oh, okay. who ended up recording House, uh, Heart, is, Heart is a House, house of love. love, which as good a name for the band in the movie as the Five Heartbeats is, a, a Heart is a House for Love yeah. is a terrible, <laughs> terrible song. I title. disagree <laughs> because I also like, and it don't take much to fill it up. That's some, that's some 90s schmaltz. Yeah. That's a yeah. '90s soul yeah. schmaltz, but I'm here for it. Yeah, but I gotta, I gotta rewatch the Five Heartbeats. It's you will enjoy it. Yeah, well, I did the first time. It's yeah, just, exactly. It's just been a minute. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea to expect. Uh, what <laughs> from, to expect from, from champagne? Your next. Yeah. Champagne, not yeah. the drink. Right. Champagne, Illinois. The, the, yes, the place in Illinois. Yes, this is a this is a this is a <sighs> deep cut. Champagne, Illinois had a band called Champagne. Why they didn't just oh, be like... Oh, they're from there? They're not just singing an ode no. to it? Okay. Why would they not just call themselves Champagne the Drink? I don't know. Because it seems like that would be more fitting for a soul band of the 80s. Yeah, that makes sense. But if they're from Champagne... Yeah. And they, they want to sing about Champagne... But they don't sing about the either. Place. They don't sing about Champagne the place. Yeah. They don't sing about Champagne the, the, the liquor. Okay. That What they do sing about is love. Got it. And I put this on because it's early 80s and it's that rare example, kind of that end run of like, oh, there's a lead singer who's a man and there's a lead singer who's a female mm-hmm. and they're singing to each other, okay. which is very soul. Oh, yeah. 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 Very soul. Like reunited? Yeah. But Peaches this is a... Peaches and Herb. But this is a band. So it's not... Uh, it's an actual band. Right. Uh, the, these two eventually weren't married... Uh, when they did these songs, but then eventually they married. did have a thing going on. Yeah, they had a thing going, a thing going on. They, they <laughs> yeah. both knew it was wrong. Right, they held um, hands and made plans. Yes, yeah. And their plans was to have the song called "Try Again." Mm-hmm. Is this their only hit? No, they had. This is their medium hit. This is the, this is oh, the okay. deep cut. Uh, is there pers- a song by them that I would know? No. Okay. Uh, it's like <laughs> not you, the, you their, square piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> their first single, like it was a like eighty one. Okay. It was like I think it's called like "What About Us" or "About Us" or something mm-hmm. like this. This is the better song. Try again. Try again. Because the chorus is great. Let's check it out. Yeah, they, he, yeah. Yeah. He looks like Larry Graham with a jerry curl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's very serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very early 80s soul. That windbreaker looks like the jacket that all my classmates in second grade would wear. Man, when I saw that, first of all, I loved the song when it came out. I was like 12. But I remember that this jacket, and I was like, yes. You need me. You need that. I like how into schmaltz you were, even as a little boy. Yeah, always. <laughs> it's just in my heart. Be close to you, baby. Some roses. Some romance. Oh, multiracial band yes. too. I totally remember this song. And here's Doc. Alright. She's gorgeous. See, she's looking at a restaurant thinking, remember when we used to go out to dinner and uh, drink yeah. champagne? Champagne. Yeah, this is almost this is real deep. <laughs> 
this sounds like, and I guess this is shady, but I'm just telling you like what what this kind of reminds me of, or what what it makes me feel. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of listening to the entire We Are the World album, <laughs> and this is like one of the deep cuts on the B side of that album. Hysterical. Like, <laughs> this is like right after the Northern Lights. <laughs> here's uh, here's champagne. I can see this. This is like. This is way deep. Yeah. And it's almost like a... It almost feels like a joke. Because it's so, like... On the nose, 80s yes. schmaltz. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The video and the song. Oh, look at them dancing. They were in love. They were in love. They should try again. They really should. They should try. This chorus still hits me. <laughs> I stood up, try again. I gotta look up... Oh, look at them pretending to play ball on the beach. It's <laughs> like no one ever does in reality. But He's got the skinny tie. You, you just imagine the director being like, just, you know, toss the football around. Just, you just know, like, it's a football. Have beach fun. Quote, unquote, beach, beach fun. So they had, uh, their big hit was How Ooh, About he's Us. taking the jacket yes. off. Now he's got the sleeveless uh, tee yeah. made yeah. out of a material that does not exist in nature. Paul, that's Polly Carmen, the woman's Rena Day. Mm-hmm. Dana Walden, Michael Reed, Rocky Moffat, and Howard Reeder. Yeah, the rest of the dudes in the band look like yacht rockers. A hundred percent. This is this is giving me shades of uh, Rufus. Yes, you exactly. Know? Multiculture. Oh, that's, that's not what I expected. Nope. How About Us was a hit single reaching number five in the UK singles. Mm-hmm. Four on the US Billboard. Twelve on the Hot 100. Try Again only hit 23. So four on the R&B and 12 on the Hot yeah. 100. Okay. Uh, Hot 100 for this was 23. Not bad. Oh, that's a cool-looking dude. He's probably playing keyboards or something. Hold on, I'll back it up. That dude. Oh, that dude with that is like that weird bass thing. Yeah, is that the uh, headless bass? Yeah. I love those things. I don't know why they made them, but it's because it was cool. It was the 80s. <laughs> uh, now they're backseat. Uh, and with the gold record <laughs> on the wall in the back. That's that's how about uh, us. Yep. Yeah. God bless your champagne. Not the drink, but the city. Look, I enjoyed that. Uh, it's not going to go on the playlist. No. But uh, from what it was, yeah. <laughs> Schmaltzy 80s soul that just lives in my heart. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, what was the uh, Orange Juice Jones song? The Rain. The Rain. <laughs> which they parodied insanely. And very well on SNL. Like, spot on. Like, I was like, like you guys are genius. 30 years later, a yeah. parody of a song that, like, no one watching remembers. Or oh, no I've one gets lost my shit. But it is the thing where, like, the parody's great, but also unnecessary because the original is so ridiculous yeah. that it's its own parody. Yes. This seems like, if you had just shown me this and been like, oh, this is from a sketch comedy show. Yeah, it's sketch comedy show. Where they did, like, an it. R&B video yeah. sketch. I'd be like, yeah, I buy it. You're like, this is really good. <laughs> and I'm like... Psych, it's real. Like, oh, the song's actually pretty good. It's <laughs> hilarious and absurd, but the song's not bad. That's why I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's just ridiculous 80s soul. Yeah, and we needed some 80s soul. Okay, so uh, we're not going to talk about The Temptations, but we are going to talk about oh, A Temptation. Oh, yeah. The one that everyone was coming to see. <laughs> yeah. Not Otis. Otis. Mr. David Ruffin. Yeah. On Soul Train. Yeah. Post Temptations. I always get confused. Yeah. Because David Ruffin had some solo hits. 
And then yes. Eddie Kendricks had some soul. Sure. Hits. Yes. And so I always get confused about who had what hit. Not their voices, uh-huh. but who had what hit. Like there was a song called Keep On Trucking. That's Eddie Kendricks. That's Eddie. Okay. Keep on trucking, man. Yeah, well, you know the falsetto that's Eddie. is Eddie. Yeah, that's yes. right. David yeah. is the one who sings Ain't the Crap to Bed friend, and My yeah. Girl has that voice. Yeah. Got a David Ruffin LP in a frame. I know. I love Weird, David man. Ruffin. Uh, so not a Otis fan. Great. Huh? Not an Otis fan. I nothing Otis. Like, who is Otis? Otis is the non... He's the non-essential temptation. He's the one that gave you that nine-hour miniseries. Right. Well, yes, that's true. He, he did. And in his own estimation of how things went he's the one who like he was the glue yeah right? he was the good guy he was the he was the hero yeah i don't you know it's it's it always seemed like a very skewed in his favor yeah telling of the 100%. story um but you know uh melvin was the base he yeah. was distinct paul had the powerful voice before david joined the yes band, but he's just as good as david yeah but he died very young he killed himself in 74 something like that but David, for all the problems that he caused, and Otis might have embellished, but he was troubled yes. and a troublemaker. Yes. Had the had the voice. Yeah. He had the voice. Yeah. So this is Common Man. This is a ballad. So you'll probably like it. Do you know this song? I don't I might not. Okay. And this is him doing it on Soul Train. Goddamn right. Looking so ridiculous. <laughs> but performing this ballad with so much earnesty. I can't wait. Um, it's 72, maybe? Okay. 71? And jo- Don Cornelius will lead us in once again. Oh, we get the intro. This is early Soul Train. Yes, it is, You can tell just by yes, that. Yes, it is, sir. Let's get it together one more time for David as he joins us with a tune from his latest album that happens to be one of my favorites. It's entitled Common Man, Mr. David Ruffin. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whole, I've never seen David Ruffin like this. With the puffy shirt from Seinfeld. Yeah, yes, the puffy shirt, tight high-waisted pants, uh-huh. and so you're I looking don't, at the I, hair. I don't know how to describe that. I can explain okay. the hair. Yes. I've, I've, the first time I saw this video on YouTube was like 15 or 16 years ago. It's one of the first things I ever watched on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I watch it every few months when I need cheering up. <laughs> But only recently did I read something, and this might be apocryphal, but apparently that's his girlfriend's wig. Ha! Ah! Yes. Which is why it looks so ridiculous. That's fantastic. Because you're just like, this is the weirdest afro, but no, it's a woman's wig. Which begs the question, was he just like, fuck yeah, I'm wearing this, I look good. I, he was probably just all fucking coked up. That's what it was. And maybe that. I don't think he was a comedian enough to be like, this is going to be hilarious. Yes. And he wasn't that much of like, he wasn't like that. He had such a strong personality. No one told him to do that. Right. For sure. Yeah. And I think he probably took himself too seriously to be like, this will be a goof. Yeah. If I go out there on Soul Train wearing my girlfriend's wig. Yeah. No. He was like, I look good. I'm on coke. And then for a minute, I was like, is the rest of the outfit hers too? But no, because it fits him. Yeah, this all works. <laughs> like, look at those sleeves. That's crazy. But some, some things in 1971, that's why I never questioned it as, like, that's a woman's hairstyle. Because everything was so bonkers in 1971. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess some people went that way with their afro. This is like, not out of pocket for the 70s. Right. At all. So you kind of go, okay. Yeah, you just kind of accept it. Yeah, with the big glasses and... 
Like, he looks absurd, but he is selling. He is selling this. This soul song. I don't know the song. It's a great one. I mean, I'm enjoying it. God, he can sing. Yeah, he's the best. Maybe I... No, I don't think I really know it. God damn. The grit in his voice yeah. and his range. Oh when, he sc- when he gets into that screech, yeah, it's, it's like, crazy. Yeah, crazy. How is his voice not always hurting? Yeah. He's <laughs> wearing that stupid wig. I mean, it's <laughs> it fits him. So it's not like, it's not so weird that you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But now that it's a wig, that's all I can think about. But there's so many other styles in that era that we now go, what the fuck were you thinking? Mm-hmm. There must have been some even at the time that people were like, that's a bridge too far, David. <laughs> and he's like, I'm David Roth. <laughs> and y'all ain't nothing. Yeah. <laughs> y'all ain't nothing without me. Uh, this is a good song. I like this. Yeah, it's a good ballad. I recall... Boy, I hope I, I'm hoping getting this right. The... You might not. You weren't even born, or maybe you were like a baby. The 25th anniversary of Motown, when the whole uh, Michael Jackson moonwalked, and that, that was '83. I don't remember it, but I've seen clips. So I could have sworn on that episode, on that special, yeah. Hollow Notes performed with uh, David Gruffin and, and Eddie Kendricks. Yeah, they they, they did that. I don't know if they ever did it. You do, right? Yeah, I don't know if they ever did an album together. I believe yeah. they did, but they did tour together a lot because Eddie and David were best friends. Yeah, and when they kicked him out of the Temps. The movie got this right. Like Eddie was not on board with them. Yeah, and he eventually left, and he was sort of on David's side yeah. the whole time because they were they were they were buddies. Yeah, and the two most I mean talented voice wise. Yeah, yeah. But Paul was really good too. Paul was, but like, but like David kind of. Didn't take his spot, but I think was more of a showman and more of a friend. Yeah, he's got more of a presence. Yeah. He's like, here, he's just fucking selling it. He and can look, maybe that's why he did it, is he's like, I'm going to look so stupid. Like, he knows he looks stupid, yeah. but he's like, I'm going to sell it anyway. Yeah. Like, I could go out there wearing this wig. <laughs> Bitch, give me your wig. And it's still, you're going to be in tears. You're going to love it. Yeah. You're going to love me, even if I look ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah. Common Man. Common Man. I believe the album is is it's the it's the title cut from an album called Common Man. Okay. Yeah. Very good. That's some good shit. Very good. Yeah. So I was like, there's you know, normally I would be like, well, we can't have two Soul Train clips. (laughs) But it's the Soul episode. It should have been all Soul Train clips. We can't not have it. Yeah. Oh Uh, yeah. Well, I know both of these artists. The headliner and the feature. <sighs> this is amazing. Never realized they recorded a record together. You never knew that they did a duo a duet together? I did not know that Rick James and Smokey Robinson recorded a duet. Called Ebony Eyes. Ebony Eyes, which I assume is from the 1980s. It's from 1982 or three. It's a Rick James album, Cold-Blooded. Cold-Blooded, the big hit off that. My favorite uh, Rick, Rick James, James song. But Ebony, not, Ebony Eyes is a straight-up soul ballad that okay. they sing together. It does not sound 80s, maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. but it, it feels a very throwback. This video is ridiculous, and I'm giving us the shortened version. 
because there's an eight minute video. This is a this is four minutes and forty four seconds. Yes, as it is. this is the short version. Is this like one of the ones where they made kind of a short film? They made a short film. The song, yeah. No thanks. And throughout, <laughs> it was and like sometimes they'd be like, not on MTV because I didn't get MTV then, but like Friday Night Videos. Right. We're going to show the whole version of Ebony Eyes. I love Rick James, but he didn't take care of himself no. and uh, made some questionable choices. He did creatively as well as personally. Yeah. The the video is ridiculous. Is the song ridiculous or the is the song is genuinely great. good? Okay. Song is great. It's a little schmaltzy, but not as schmaltzy as champagne. And it sounds like it sounds like seventy solo. Well, Rick James and Smokey Robinson have such different voices. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it works. And I'm wondering if it's gonna be like uh peanut butter and chocolate or, you know, peanut butter and tuna fish. Oh, it's peanut and chocolate. Okay. <laughs> when you hear the chorus, yeah. It's great. Okay, Ebony Eyes, here we go. That's a beach. Yep. Are they going to be tossing the football? No. no. They're shipwrecked. They were pilots. Kirk, a little schmaltzy. <laughs> they, they're pilots. They're shipwrecked. And they got shipwrecked. Got it. So now they're on a deserted island. I love a desert island story. Oh, yeah. Survivor, lost, castaway. It's all. They all stole it from this video. From Ebony Eyes. <laughs> Go Smokey. Looking at the picture again. Oh. We love Smokey. This is so good. So in the beginning, there's a whole like, don't go on the plane, Rick. Don't go on the plane. So I got it's my old job. <laughs> and then Smokey and Rick are like, uh, this is like kind of like not exactly. This is our last run kind of right, thing. right. Yeah. Because Smokey at this point was an ancient. Yes, forty five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. With I, I bought this album and I loved the song. But I was yeah. Like, Smokey Robinson, he's old. <laughs> yes. So wait, here's the chorus. Just peep this. You said this is less schmaltzy than you champagne. Think it's more? I, I disagree. <laughs> this is way schmaltzier. You, uh, this has the chime thing, you know, uh, the, the tinkling chimes. This this was a hit. Yeah, I don't this I is, don't know this. This was a hit. Yeah. See, now they're like building shelter. Also, Wait. clearly, Rick James saw David Ruffin on Soul Train and was like, <laughs> "Yes, that hair, I get it." <laughs> Now there's oh, Smokey was making a spear. Yeah, this is they're gonna go fish. They're gonna go fish. Yeah, because you know they're survivors. Yeah, they get it. Wait a minute. Wait, I gotta see that. Oh, because there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna love this. I'm gonna make sure I heard what I think. Okay, I maybe this part is schmaltzy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I just realized this is pretty schmaltzy. Is that on the record? It is on the record. <laughs> It's 100% on the record. I love you. I love you. That is 100%. They still see that one more time. They will still play this on uh, R&B radios. Yeah? Yeah. And that is in there. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Look how cool Rick is, though. 
Yeah, Rick Rick James always makes me feel a little on the edge. Icky? Like, yes. Not icky, but just like it's kind of like seeing a, a like a wild animal. You're like, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, not sure what it's gonna do. Is it gonna be cool? What or kind not? of mood is it in? Yeah. I just remember now too. The name of the airplane is Ebony Eyes. Ah, got it. Yes, got it. <laughs> and also, they're pretty fine with being stranded. Yeah, they're just like, well, we're here. We may as well sing. <laughs> we got a fire. Yeah. We, I, we've made stuff. We don't need an audience. We're we've, still professional. We've been here for like 30 days, so I'm going to throw a bottle with a message. <laughs> Here's how stupid I am. That in that moment, I was thinking, why is Rick making a Molotov cocktail? <laughs> but that's how I think of Rick James. that's what I'm Rick like, would do. He's <laughs> Rick got mad Rick's, at Smokey. Rick's, yeah. He's like, fuck this. Seems like the kind of thing Rick would do. <laughs> nope. He's throwing a message in a bottle. Of course. He They're gets saved. Stranded on the beach. He's putting yes. a message in a bottle. Not an oily rag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you dipshit. <laughs> and this was actually... Um, spoofed in Everyone Hates Chris. The Starry Eyes video? This video, this Ebony Eyes, yeah. Like, he, he sang it to a girl he was in love with at a dance. Uh, and I was like, lost my shit. So I was like, that's Well, because that show was set in the 80s, right? Yeah. yeah. I never saw it. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah. So, now they, so, they, they, something flew up on shore. Yeah. It's, it's a crate and they're excited because it's white suits. <laughs> So they dress up in white suits. <laughs> Not like tools and things no. you can use. But yeah. And then they use a flare gun. Oh, like, because they'll be easily seen yes. wearing the white suits. But like, yeah. I think, or they just want to look good. Oh, I thought it was because... No, I think it's because they want to look good. So what? the girls in their lives save them. What? <laughs> yes. So the Why women in their lives save them. They found the message in the bottle. This is dumb. Shut up, Paul. <laughs> they saw the flare because they just haven't been, like their men were missing and they were just going out for a. The men were cruise. missing, but Rick threw the message in the bottle. Right. Oh, they found the message. They found it, and so Rick writes a song so, yeah. about the experience yeah. of being shipwrecked. And that's the song we're listening that's to. That's the song now. we're listening to, and it was a big hit. <laughs> no cocaine was made in the making of this video. <laughs> Wow, I didn't. That's that's not a good song. That's, <laughs> you can eat my ass. It's a great song. Champagne, I like that one. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you didn't go, eh, champagne, okay. I thought Ebony Eyes is going to blow your mind. No, man. Uh, <laughs> Try Again was fun. It was light. This was just, this, you misled me when you said this is not a schmaltzy of champagne. <laughs> This might be the schmaltziest thing I've ever heard. Wow, okay. Okay. <laughs> I stand corrected. I think I'm realizing now is my mistake was I didn't play the eight-minute video yes. instead of the four. You know, you're right. I didn't get the context of the <laughs> yeah. bookend pieces. Yeah, you didn't know what was going on. Stories, yeah. So. <laughs> but that's So that's on me. No, I appreciate the production. I do. I think it, it, it but when this came out, I was busy watching Smokey dance with a... Muppet in the shape of a U on Sesame Street. Oh, geez, you really yeah. got a hold on me. This was a big deal. This 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 duet was a big deal. I've never heard of this in my life. That's crazy. It's one of those things that uh, you remember if you were there, but it yeah, hasn't, I, I was there. Hasn't stuck I around. Saw the videos. It's stuck in my head. Yeah, I'm going to look up as we continue on. Okay, um, Rick James. What was his 
How big was this hit? Yeah, where did it land on the charts? 1983, the third single from James' seventh album, Cold-Blooded. Yeah. song was produced and arranged by James. It eh, peaked at number 43 on the Billboard Hot 100. 43. That's on the, on a, the Hot 100. Yeah. So, so maybe better known for its music video than the song itself. Yeah. What? I read Rick James's autobiography, as did you. Yes. I gave you my copy. And I loved it. I don't remember any stories about him singing with Smokey. Ebony Eyes. Uh, oh, wait. Chart performance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hot. Uh, hot. Uh, adult Contemporary 35. Yeah. Where is Billboard it? Billboard Hot 143. Black Singles 22. Even that, if on the on the R and B specific chart, yeah, that's what they used to call the R and B chart, black singles. So not big, but that was the third single. So it wasn't yeah. like cold blooded. Yeah, I think I think you remember it better. Well, than I most remember, people. I remember it as the biggest <laughs> hit of yeah. Rick James's career. Yeah, bigger than Super Freak. That we do get misled sometimes when something is so big in our lives. Yeah, that we're like oh, that was a huge hit. That objectively was not. <laughs> Everybody loved that song. not a huge hit. That video was a huge video. <laughs> Everyone loved the video. Well, it certainly seemed like it was an expensive video. <laughs> yeah. Especially for that early in the 80s. Yeah. There's a lot of production value. A lot of production value. A long-ass uh, yeah. video. But it is post-Thriller, um, so. Yeah. It was after. So Thriller came in and everyone was like, we need to do this. Now we need everything needs to be a short film. Exactly. No, bad choice. <laughs> Even Thriller is like, come on, just get to it. We just want to see the zombies do it. Part of me is happy that you don't like it. Why? Because... Because now it's still just for you? Yes. <laughs> and it's a little, just a little bit of reality in there about this song. That makes it look like, like you're giving me a little reality check on this song. Oh, like I'm not just saying I like these things to please you? No, not that you would ever do that. Oh, no. Uh... But um, where's the line for me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I'm with you on uh, champagne, but I can't, I can't go That's, with you into star- I, I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. Yeah, even though I assume that you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm on board for Ebony Eyes. Oh yeah, wow, nope. What a, what a change. I really like champagne. <laughs> Ebony yeah, Eyes. I might, not even, so much. I might even watch it again later and, and change my mind about putting it on the playlist. But Ebony Eyes never again. <laughs> no, that was. <laughs> No, after it ended, I was like, that was that was only four minutes and 40 seconds? I feel like I watched that for eight hours. That was not that's too schmaltzy for me. Okay. Though, but, we know the line now. But you know, you continue to enjoy it. You're still allowed to like what you I'm, like. You like what I like. Well, I can't go with you there. Okay. Uh in the early nineties, we're gonna watch here's what we're gonna watch now. Alright. As much as I hate advertising yeah. and selling out, this is one of the great sellouts in history. We're going to watch several commercials. Ooh, okay. Starring the great Ray Charles. Oh, yeah. All right, now I got you. Singing about Diet Pepsi. Fucking A, let's make that bag. Listen, I was nine years old when this ad campaign came out, and I loved it. And even though it is a a stomach-churning sellout uh, for Mr. Charles, <laughs> and also, no matter how you feel about soda... And it's poison and you shouldn't drink it. But mm-hmm. even if you like soda, I think everyone agrees. Diet Pepsi is the most disgusting... Oh, that Pepsi sucks. ...soda in the world. Yes. There are diet sodas that I will drink and enjoy. Diet Pepsi is swill. No. It's, it's disgusting. Hot trash. The worst. Yes. Uh, you uh, got the wrong one, baby. You uh-uh. ain't. Ray, you got it wrong. <laughs> but these ads are great. Yeah, I and remember the these. song is great. I'm not... 
seen or thought of these some really, since they came out. Yeah, people forgot, so. but this was a big. I yeah. even remember at my house. I don't remember how we got them. Some promotional thing, but we had glasses like promotional glasses with the Diet Pepsi logo that said, you got the right one, baby, uh-huh, on them. Uh, I love drinking soda on those glasses. <laughs> Not Diet Pepsi, but you drank something else on I it. probably at one point drank Diet Pepsi, but I wasn't brand loyal yeah. even then. Whatever it was. And Ray Charles is great, and it's yeah. a catchy song, but we're going to watch a few. So it's going to start with the original. Mm-hmm. Someone compiled a few. Um, but then the ad campaign was so successful, they kept making more you got the right one, baby, uh-huh commercials. Mm-hmm. And it became this meta thing where the commercials were commenting on the popularity yes. of the jingle. And there's real diminishing returns <laughs> as they continue they to melt stretch it out. Yeah. But it starts great. And then it gets I lame. have not thought about this. And anymore. some of the later ones had other celebrities start to cameo and Ooh. even sing the song. I'm remembering some of this. Yeah, so this is like 91, yeah. 92. This says 91. So. You know when it's right. Oh, it's, the look is so nine, early 90s. Uh, and Ray Charles is Ray Charles. Yeah, so. it's great. Oh, early 90s are great. So much production value. So much money behind this. Yeah. I think this was a, system, a Super Bowl commercial. Yes. Yeah, 100% this was. You got the right one, baby. Uh... This is this is a whole this is a whole production. Yeah. This is Super Bowl money. Yeah, this is a hundred percent Super Bowl. So much sense. I love I, constantly flashing the NutraSweet. Because NutraSweet was the thing. Like, yeah. we have NutraSweet, y'all. Right. Which is just the brand name for aspartame. Yeah. Right. Yep. So this, I don't think they changed the formula, but they just don't call it NutraSweet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, we're NutraSweet. We're different. I'm so glad that you, of all the Ray Charles things you could have brought to the table, you brought this. You know, I like to mix in some. I love yeah. it. One baby. Oh my god, I've not Even thought about that in yeah. ages. I love the mo- and this next commercial has the same models. Clearly, not the real singers of the, the no. backup singers. Just three hot models made to look like triplets. Yes, with the same Bob. Little envogy. Very envogy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and now he's just singing it just to them. That's just them. They're just chill time. Yeah. They're just chilling with Ray. Chilling with Ray and a Diet Pepsi. You know, I just love this new Diet Pepsi song, but do you think it's caught on yet? Oh, now they're singing it around yeah, the world. It's around the world because it's so big. Oh, okay. There's nothing, there's nothing problematic about any of this. Oh, it's in Africa. It's in Japan. No, it's a country guy. Jesus, I forgot about this. The gospel one is good. Everybody loves the song. Oh, now we're now we're in like a uh, Buddhist, Buddhist temple monks? and they're chanting. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's not problematic That's, at all. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Wow. It's 1991. They forgo uh, their vow of silence. Right. Yeah. To sing a, a pep- that Pepsi. And now it's just the Super Bowl. Yeah. With Joe Montana, That's remember? Right. You're a big star. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm trying to play football. Hey, it's here. a fucking Super Bowl here. Nah. Ray Charles is like, I'm going to sleep with one of these girls. <laughs> one of these girls is going to bang me. And then I think this third segment has a bunch of other artists auditioning. Oh, I can't to wait. Do this I song. know this commercial, but I don't remember anything of it. And one of them is so. <laughs> I think it's the first one they show. You're like, what? This is when they needed to scrap the campaign. <laughs> this is when they, you, you're done. 
auditions today. These days, as soon as you get a hit song, everybody thinks they can sing it better. You got the right one. That's fucking great. I forgot. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Still the professional. Oh, yeah. I love Jerry Lewis. Some Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, now this, I don't think that's anybody I don't in particular. Think that's anybody. It's just, we're doing like kind the of a... Chili Peppers? Chili Peppers, like early 90s, yeah. funk rock metal, Faith No More. Yeah, yeah. But actually, even though just that couple, second clip of that guy doing this version of the song, not bad. Rules. <laughs> this rules. I, I I watched just these few seconds a bunch of times. I'm like, I want to hear the rest. And of where's that the rest one. of that song? Here it is. Yeah, that, that guy's good. That, that guy. That guy gets it. <laughs> and then this, I think, is somebody, but I don't know who it is. It's like a, Conway Twitty. No. Yeah, I. It's just like a German accordion guy playing. This Indian sitar player. This is all offensive. Um, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. This is the height of the Bo Nose. Yeah, Bo Nose. Bo Nose. He can sing opera. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Tiny Tiny Tim. Tim. Oh, that's hysterical. (laughs) Charo. How was there's just all these like B and C listeners. Real just bottom of the barrel. <laughs> it's like you guys, you started with Ray Charles. Yeah. You know it's also, Charo. You probably could have gotten other people. I mean it's Ty Pips, they got the money. This probably wasn't for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Though. This is just the, later when they're yeah. making more. Let's milk Although it again, more. no disrespect for Charo. I like Charo. I don't know why she was ever famous. She's a great guitar player. Oh, is that why? Yes. Oh, she's actually like a guitar virtuoso. I had no idea. But because she's just sort of like kind Bumbly, of a ridiculous yeah. character, you're like, oh, she's like Tiny Tim. Ne- yeah, never knew she no, could she play guitar. Can, she can fucking rip, oh, that's rip fucking shit up on a guitar, man. That's awesome. I thought I was great. I hope you liked it. How's that? There's only one right one, baby. Yeah, it's you. It's you. When you did it the first time and you should right. have stopped. Yeah. It was a great jingle. Yeah, I they totally really, forgot about that. They they just drove it into the ground so fast. <laughs> I remember all of those. Haven't seen them since. It's it's so ninety one ninety two yeah. culture. That wow, what a great time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, I remember it very well. Right. Loved it, but Diet Pepsi still sucks. Like I don't even you know my my message is always don't buy these products for yeah. showing these ads. For the value of the music and yes. the nostalgia, but I don't need to tell anybody not to drink Diet Pepsi. Go drink soda if you want, but that shit sucks. Yeah. No one drinks Diet Pepsi. Worst, worst. We'll say it right now on Music Rega, no cool kid drinks Diet Pepsi. No. There was that moment in the 80s when Pepsi eclipsed, eclipsed yeah. Coke because of your generation thinking that it was like your cola. <laughs> it's my cola. Yeah. Gen and Xers the, cola. The choice of a new generation. I never drank Pepsi either that much. No, good for you. Good yeah. for you. It was always, it was, when I drank soda, it was always a Coke guy. Yeah. It's so much better. He's <laughs> so much better. Unlike unlike the uh, lime seltzer, there's a difference. There is a hundred percent. But also, don't drink it just because it's poison. Yeah, that's right. Drink seltzer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, we've had this. We've had this queen on the show. Before. We have the queen, but not this song. It wasn't this song. This is the one Anita Baker song I know. This is. Did you hear my Rhode Island accent? Come on. Yeah. Anita Baker. Anita Baker. Yeah. Kid. Anita Baker. You need Anita Baker, kid. Yeah. Um. This is Sweet Love yeah. off her second album. 
This is off of Rapture, mm-hmm. 1986. Side one, cut one. Yes. Um, my favorite Anita Baker song. I mean, again, the only one I know, but I do think it's awesome. Because uh, like me and Mrs. Jones, this this approaches Schmaltz, yeah. but does not cross the line and is just undeniably good. Yes. And it's one of the Anita Baker songs that doesn't get to... Easy listening, right? Smooth, it it starts off, and you're like, okay, yeah, this might be a little schmaltzy, but then it gets upbeat, yeah. after after the first yeah. few bars, and you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. And she's like, and then she just so fucking cool. wails, yeah, yeah. And you saw her a few years ago. I right? saw her in 2019. I don't think she did Sweet Love, but oh my what? god, I think she, no, she did all the other stuff. I don't think she did Sweet Love. How could she not do Sweet Love? I can't remember. All I know is the place was packed, yeah, and just copious amounts of weed weed oh my god everyone there was smoking weed i think you were going to say it was a lot of moms drinking white wine it was a <laughs> lot of there's a wide variety there were people definitely younger than me yeah and then there were definitely a lot of old people yeah but just so much weed being passed around i was like what the fuck you know what though man honestly like you know my weed days are behind me yeah i'm almost 20 years out of college I haven't smoked weed in a few years. Yeah. Like, I still would from time to time. But Mm -hmm. one of those times, like, if I were going to an Anita Baker concert, I'd be like, yeah, I'd get stoned for that. Yeah. I didn't get stoned to go see Cats, (laughs) the movie, because that just seemed like it's too on the nose. Too on the nose. But I'm like, getting a little stoned to go see an Anita Baker concert sounds perfect. Because for most of it, you're just sitting there listening. Yeah. It was outside. Just get a little tingly. Is that the Greek? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, well, let's watch the video. Yes. In a rip from VH1 Classic. Yeah, this is a real VH1 Classic. I've never seen this music video. There's not much to it. It's basically yeah. this. But oh, you very mean just, just her looking like a just million her, dollars? Just killing it? Yeah. With a bunch of candles, candles. around? Of course there's candles. Yeah. I know this song. This song is burned into my heart. Yeah? Because uh, this was... Side one, cut one of all my love mixes. Oh, that's right. I think maybe you've mentioned that before. Always put sweet love, no matter what the others were, sweet love was always side A, track one. one. Because it's a good intro. See, now now it gets a little like, it's happy, it's happy. It's a little, it picks up a little bit. So it's not too ballady. Right. Yeah. Now it's a bop. Yeah, that's right. Need a bigger with the bops. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like this is like canon in my life. This is like so important <laughs> to me. I as I love it on its own merits, but it still always and will always make me think of the Tommy Davidson stand-up special where he sings like all the different artists oh, and one yeah. of them is Anita Baker and it's this song he does a crazy good Al Jarreau he does a great Al Jarreau yeah uh, a good Michael McDonald oh okay I'm sure he does he does Anita Baker he does yeah. Prince yeah he can oh, his, really his musical good. impressions chunk in one of his specials from the early oh. 90s has him doing this song oh I didn't know that I gotta look that up yeah. cause this song is like crucial in my life like it wasn't see for me this is this is me like in a dorm room yeah slow dancing with a girl cause it's side one where it's like yeah. hey, you wanna dance the way you consumed enjoyed and employed music in college <laughs> is so much different from my experience it's, yeah it, it's it, it was a lifestyle yeah 
just need to listen to it. But this, I mean, I've slow danced to this song so many times. I never have. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And it is one, like, after this album, oh, it's, I love all our albums. But it did definitely didn't get as... It got a little, like... Like, it didn't bop like this, like you said. It didn't... It wasn't as up. If this, had, if this had kept the same <clears throat> sort of tempo throughout the whole thing, I wouldn't like it as much. But I like yeah. ups and downs. Yeah. But I never put it on a love mix. You know what? I also always had the same first track on my CD uh, love mixes yeah. for when I had company. Love Me Like a Reptile by uh, Motorhead was always <laughs> my choice. And, and it's burned in your brain. Yeah. You slow dance to it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, that's not for slow dancing. That's for getting straight to business. <laughs> it's just, listen, we're not going to do all yeah. this bullshit like, that yeah. Kirk did. We're just going to get to <laughs> it. There's also a litmus test. It's like, if you stick around when I put this on, then yeah, we're on the same page. We're, we're, we're really connected. <laughs> if you're leaving, then I understand yeah. too. Yeah, you weren't the one for me then. then. Then that's fine. We'll find you a man who likes Anita Baker. This is, now that you're saying it in this way, yeah. I'm realizing now that selfishly, I just assume that any girl that I played this for would love Would it. like it? Yeah. I just assumed like, like they were like, oh my God, he's playing Anita Baker. Yeah. Where I'm sure most of them were like, I don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> who cares? I don't even know who this is. But the ones that did. Yeah. Uh it's yes. like all things. Like if this, if if playing this led to a rejection, you don't want that person yeah. anyway. Yeah, that person that shouldn't be a part of my life. Right, right. If she's like, can you turn this off? Not because she's wrong or bad, but it's no. just too different. Yeah. It's like you need to, you need to appreciate, you need to appreciate. If, if any girl at that time be like, hey, I'm just like even not politely, into this. I'm not we, into this. Yeah. Do you mind just turn it can off? Can we turn and, this off or put on something else? It's yeah. like, no, no. Or she's like, <laughs> even, even if she was just like, you know what, just. You don't need this. You don't right. need the music. I'm here. Yeah. We can just get down to it. You don't need this music. Or we've been like, oh, I kind of need the music. Right. Because what you're not getting is, it's not for you. Yeah. It's for me. This is for me. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you should go. Yeah. Um, but this whole thing was for me. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't about seducing you. This is about me <laughs> being me yes. in this moment. <laughs> this is my soundtrack. This is me. Yes. This is my movie moment. You're right. fucking it up. Right. I'm making you turn it off. You're listening to my love theme. Yes. I would rather not get down with you <laughs> right. if I can't play with this. That's exactly what I would think. Yeah. Uh, okay, do you know Fits in the Tantrums? No. But isn't that like the best band name ever? Fucking since, great since name. Sniffing the Tears. <laughs> Sniffing the Tears. Because this oh, the lead yeah. singer's last name is Fitzgerald and goes by Fitz. Love it. And this is almost like the heartbeat, Heartbeats where like no artist named Fitz ever thought of calling his band the Tantrums. Yeah. Because that's great wordplay. The word Tantrums play. is a great one. It's just great wordplay. Yeah. Fitz and the Tantrums. Yeah. Uh, this is a song called Money Grabber, which is uh, about 12 years old. Okay. Uh, this is one of those sort of neo-soul bands in the vein of like Sharon Jones and the Dap okay. Kings, yeah. where it's a big band. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know a single other Fits in the Tantrum song. Here's why I know this song. Anyone who spent as much time at the UCB Theater on Franklin Avenue in Los mm -hmm. Angeles as I did in 2011 and 2012 heard this on their pre-show playlist oh. every single night. Oh, it was like standard. They had like a, a revolving playlist where they, but but it would be the same songs for months. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of songs that were on 
the UCB playlist when I first moved here in March of 2011 mm-hmm. that are burned into my brain because I went to there were there were weeks where I would go to like two shows a night there like wow. I was there all, I had nothing else to do that's why I moved here yeah. and it's it's right near my apartment so yeah. I was just there all the time and I heard those songs over and over and over again and this is one that they played a lot and I got to really like it never got sick of it I can almost guarantee you're gonna like this okay. But you don't know any other of their songs? No. That's awesome. No, I never dove deep. I you just like, just like I want to spoil it because I love this. Yeah. I love but that. I'm, just, I'm more of a singles guy. I don't get into albums mm-hmm. the way I did when I was younger. Um, this is a live version, but it's such a good live version. I, I almost like it even better than the studio. Version. Okay. Plus, the music video is not that compelling, and I just like seeing them yeah. do it live. Uh, so they've got two lead singers. Um. It's just good. You're, I think you're going to like it. But this is just good sort of new soul music. That's Fitz. <laughs> uh, he looks cool. He's a cool dude. Yeah. He's your age, I think. So oh I think God. he's just been like banging around L.A. making music for a long time. She's the other singer. So far, I'm 100% into this. This is fucking great. They're great. Yeah. I don't know this, but the sound makes me feel like I know this. Yeah. But I definitely don't. Dude with the bass sax. This fucking band is silly. Yep. I like his voice. He's good. Yeah, he's got a real interesting voice. Okay. They're not British? No, they're from LA. They feel, I don't know why, they feel super like British people who are into soul. I don't know why. Yeah, they're the commitments. Yeah, right. They're the new version of the commitments. She's amazing. Yeah. They're spectacular looking, those two, the, the singers. The yes. rest of the band look like a bunch of dweebs. Bunch of like dweeby, nerdy, like Which means the they're fucking great. Yes. Right? Like they like know their they were shit. band geeks. They all went to Berkeley College of Music, and yeah. they are players. Yes. They can play anything. They just love to play this. Yeah. This is. Go- I am going to dig deep into them. I'm definitely going to dig yeah. deep. This is good. And you can just tell they put on a great show. Yeah, I would see them. Yeah, I would see them. And how old is this performance? This song is, and this is, this. I think the video was uploaded to YouTube in like 2011. Okay. This song is from 2010. I can see this being a pre-show song. Yeah. 100%. Kind of gets you out. Gets you hyped. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's still cool. It's UCB cool. It's not obvious. Yeah. This is like some Jackson 5 shit. This is good. Fuck. No one knows it, but my... My toe's been tapping the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> literally, I just realized my toe's been tapping so far. That hook is really good. Yeah, they've got a big sound. Yeah. I swear to God, I think they're British. I don't know why. <laughs> they seem real British to me. I thought he was, and I looked it up. Yeah. I thought maybe it was an American band with a with a European lead singer. Uh-huh. Just because of his little swoopy hair yeah. with, the, with the gray, skinny, pasty skinny. guy. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm in love with her. Yeah, she's fantastic. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> so good. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Does this literally just bring you back to UCD? Yeah. You hear this? Yeah. yeah. A little less because it's not the studio version that, yeah. that's like seared into my brain, but yeah. That's going on a list. Sitting there, the, these same, like I can rattle off a playlist of songs that they play. Oh, wow. Yeah, but. That's going but that on one was a little different because a lot of the other stuff they had on the playlist was just kind of like your indie rock white boy band yeah. kind of things. And, that they, makes and sense. This, was, this was different, so yeah. it especially stood out. And I would just sit there with Shazam, like, what's this? What's this? That's what's awesome. This? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's going on the playlist. Yeah, go get that's it. Money Grabber stuff. by Fitz and the Tantrums. Fitz and the Tantrums. Fucking yeah. great. Uh, okay, I'm real curious about this next one because I oh. know who the artist is. Yes. Only because of you, because before we started doing this podcast, A, I didn't know the name Raphael Sadiq. Mm-hmm. All I knew was the one song by Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. It feels good. Great song. And then at some point, maybe in the New Jack, did maybe, mm-hmm. maybe bring a different Tony, Tony, Tony I did. song? Uh, I can't remember which one I did. Yeah. And then over time, you showed me other Raphael yeah. things. And I was like, okay, so I guess Raphael Sadiq is not a household name, but if you have your finger on the pulse... Of R and B now or yeah. any time in the past thirty years, you'd know who Raphael Sadiq yeah. is. Yeah, like was there when New Jack Swing was there. Yeah, and then Neo Soul like was almost like the great uncle, not great uncle, let's say uncle of of Neo Soul. Yeah, he's not that old. Yeah, <laughs> um, but this one because I was like, you know what, I'm not going to play any Raphael Sadiq Neo Soul. Right, because we did that. Because we did it in 2011. He came up with this album called Stone Rolling, mm-hmm. which is like straight up throwback. R&B mm-hmm. it's got some blues to it and okay. this song is fucking great okay I will be this is another one I was like if you don't like this Paul then I've done something wrong Ebony <laughs> Eyes I can see Ebony Eyes was a swing and a miss yeah this I think you're gonna really like this was one of those like the albums this is from 2011 so you just moved here uh, rough basically and he had done a Neo Soul album in 2008 I can't remember the name of the title but he was kind of in concert was starting playing these like kind of straight up R&B 70s sounds mm-hmm. people were loving it and he's like well then fuck it I'm gonna do a whole album of it yeah. and it was called Stone Roll okay yeah check it out and if I don't like this this is the last episode this of is the last Ready. episode of okay. and we're gonna end with Ebony Eyes again <laughs> oh yeah already it's yeah. like okay it's it's a very bluesy yeah but it came out in 2011 and you're like what the fuck yeah because all the other Neo Soul guys weren't doing this. He's like, I'm just going way back. Yeah, it's not Neo Soul. It's just no, Soul. It's just, it's soul. just blues. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So he just was like, you know. Oh, this I'm is doing, good. Yeah, he's like, I'm doing the classic Soul song. Yeah, album. yeah. The whole album's like this. And the video is real cool. Yeah, very, yeah. Yeah. Everybody in it is beautiful and cool looking. <laughs> he also doesn't age, does no, he? No, at all. So cool. I can't believe this is the guy from Tony, Tony, this Tony. This guy from right? Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, like, for those who are like in R&B and Souls, they're like, no, he's the fucking, just... Mastermind yeah. of so much. 
and I just learned stone rolling. Yeah. It's even cooler. It's just throwing dice. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's even better. I never thought of that. Roll them bones. Roll them bones. He's, he's stone rolling. Uh, everyone in the band is cool. Yeah, this rules. Yeah, I figured he'd like this. And he kind of just... It's almost like this was a one-off. He's like, okay, I did this album. Right. I'm not going to continue to do another one. It'll be a part of my life, but I'm not going to, like, continue. Yeah. Because it was a, like... It was a big deal. It was a project. This is, like, a, his... Exactly. Uh, his sob rock. Yeah. Like, oh, exactly. I'm just going to do... Just do a different genre for one album. I'm do for one album. Yeah. And it was, like, a big deal. All the critics were like, this is one of the most important albums of 2011. Yeah. Yeah, and I think if I'm mistaken, like, he, like, learned to play bass or guitar because someone, like, I can't remember what it was, but, like, before Tony Turner turned, like, well, you can only be in the band if you learn how to play. And he's like, okay, I'll learn how to play. But he, like, I think he's primarily a keyboardist. And they're like, we got a keyboardist. He's like, (laughs) okay. Oh, he's so cool. Cool song, cool video. I mean, if I have one minor complaint, I just don't love blues that much. I don't love blues either, which is why I'll never do a blues show on this episode. <laughs> I hate a, the blues. We did a country show. Though. I would rather. This is also very bluesy. I know, but there's something about that's not too bluesy. You know, not, you're right because, like, I actually like 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 old blues. Mm-hmm. I, what I don't like is all the British white guys in the 60s who were okay. like, we can do the blues too. Even though some of them did it well, it just kind of... You know, I remember an article in The Onion years ago mm-hmm. that was called... The headline was something like, upper middle class white guy enjoys, comma, causes the blues. <laughs> and it was just about this, like, this, like, C-suite wealthy white guy mm-hmm. who... Like, the paragraphs were alternating, describing, like, how much he loves listening to blues albums on his super high-end expensive record. And then also, like, and then also at work, he fired these many people. And it's just like, (laughs) yeah, just, just, and that's, like, kind of who I think of when I hear of, when I hear any blues past the 50s is just, like... Just white like guys rich who were, white guys mm-hmm. who are like, but I like the blue. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, authentic. Yeah, but you're just like a piece of shit. Yeah, you're just a piece of shit rich guy. Right. Rich 100%. white guy. hundred yeah. percent. There's a great Fred Armisen stand-up where he's like, you ever been at a festival and there's a blues band playing and you listen for a second and then you don't know when to leave. Like he's yeah. the kind of saying, like, you, you want to leave immediately, but you feel real bad. And he just this whole bit about he's like, I'm, I'm done with this blues music. Right. I want yeah. to leave, but I can't because yeah. they see me. And I was like, that's how I feel about blues. Or have you ever seen the movie Ghost World? Mm, Thor Birch. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Really yeah. And uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. So if you remember Steve Buscemi's character, he's like this typical middle-aged nerdy guy and he's mm-hmm. super into collecting old blues albums yeah. and there's a scene where like he finds out that this old blues dude is playing a show like opening for some local band at this bar and he's like no oh, i want to go see this guy he's mm-hmm. a legend 
but he's played at some sports bar. <laughs> and he's I remember the name of the band he's opening for a local band called Blues Hammer <laughs> which is like a bunch of white guys in their 20s yeah so and and, and Steve Buscemi's character is all pissed because while the the blues legend is playing like they're all just talking and, and drinking yeah. and not paying any attention he's like these people don't even know who, who they're seeing right now yeah and then these like white guys with frosted tips come out and they're like, all right, are you ready to have some way down in the Delta Blues? And they're just like, and the whole crowd is like, yeah, this is real blues and music. And yeah, Steve was him, he's like, fuck these people. Well, that's me. Like, <laughs> the old shit is cool, but like, too much quote unquote blues music just makes me think of like, I understand that. That fake shit. Honestly, yeah. This wasn't that. No, that wasn't that. Because I, I basically hate all blues. Yeah. <laughs> Even the old stuff, I'm like, oh, Marv. Yeah. No, I like it when it's like some old blind guy. Yeah. With, you know, who's sitting on a stool. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I hate all of it. Yeah. I hate all of it. But uh, this this is probably, his blues in this is about as bluesy as I can handle. Yeah. yeah. I can't handle anymore. Well, this next thing isn't bluesy. It's pure soul. Uh you might know this song. Like, this video has, like, 20 million mm-hmm. views. So it's not like I dug up something from the crates for this. Uh, and also, um, reg- regrettably, <laughs> this song became the theme music for a show on Netflix called... Uh, what is it? Is that cartoon about pubescent kids? Big Mouth? Big Mouth. Oh, okay. Big Mouth. This is the theme... Because it's called Changes. Oh, okay. And the, the, the chorus goes, I'm going through changes. Mm-hmm. So they kind of recontextualize it to be like, it's about puberty. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hate animation. Yeah, me too. I don't like... <laughs> I don't care. I like all the comedians involved with that show. Yes. I hate that show. Okay. Never seen uh, and, I, and I hate that they made this song the theme music. I don't even know, think I know this. It's actually a Black Sabbath song. This oh, This is a cover okay. of a Black Sabbath song by uh, an older uh, soul singer who didn't really get discovered until like late later in life. His mm. name's Charles Bradley. Mm. And, uh, and uh, he's going to intro the song a little bit here, but this is just an in, in-studio session that he recorded. So they're going to talk about the song for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then he'll get into it. Last tune you're going to do for us is Changes, these, which is a tune by Black Sabbath. You don't strike me as the average Black Sabbath fan. How did this tune cross uh, your path? <laughs> Mr. Tom and Bernard asked me to do this song. Never heard of the guy, but the lyrics was so powerful. Wow. And that was going through the crisis. My mom was very ill, and I was watching her suffer, and it's hurting me to my heart. And I didn't want to do the song, but um, the first verses was very hard for me to learn because I didn't want to accept it. But when I saw my mom, which took her last breath, the second verse just came so natural. I didn't have to rehearse I didn't have to think about it. I look at it when she said her last goodbye to me. And boy, even today when I sing that song, I get truly emotional in there. Well, it's a beautiful version, man. They're, they're gonna, I think they'll all agree with me once they hear it. And it's just him and this like 30 year old guitar player. I was about player. to say, real hipster guy. Yeah. Do you know the Sabbath version? Yeah. It's Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. So it's not Dio. Oh, okay. It's 
all on his face. Yeah, his face is telling the story. And this this version's on Big Mouth? No, it's the studio version. Is the, okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen that show? Never. One second. It's just the chorus on Big oh, Mouth. Oh, okay. This part. Oh, this right here. Okay. This is very bluesy to me. This is bluesy to you? This feels bluesy to me. This is pure soul to me. That's interesting. Yeah, this, I, this isn't blues. This feels like blues to me. It doesn't even have a blues progression. I don't know enough about blues to know what that means. <laughs> but just just the vibe to me. See, this, Does that mean you don't like it? It's okay. Oh, okay. It's okay. I don't hate it. I don't hate it because this guy's fucking great. Yeah. Uh... So, but the actual song, it's okay. But this guy, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's all the performance. Do you know anything else from him? I don't really uh, know much about him. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he kind of got discovered late in life, like not long before this. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, he explained a little bit about his mom dying at the beating, but also he died... Like six months after this of can- oh, cancer. Oh shit! So he probably knew he was sick when he yeah. recorded this. I'm sure that. Wow. Colors it a little bit too. Yeah. That's crazy. Jeez. Also, I was reading about him and, and his relationship with his mother. She abandoned him when he was a, when he was born, and he was raised by his grandparents. And it was only later in life she got back in touch with him and was like, "Please oh, wow. be a part of my life." And then they got close, but she didn't raise him, so they had an unusual. Wow. And also, like his brother was murdered, and oh my god, this 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 guy. You can see it all on his on yeah, his face. I mean, he's lived a life. Yeah, he uh, he went through some shit. Yeah. It's also wild to me that this is what he did with a Black Sabbath song. Yeah, I keep forgetting. I feel yeah. like it feels like this is an original because of yeah. how he owns it. That that that's crazy. Yeah. Here's what it is. What? I don't care for the guitar. Oh, the, I love the guitar. That's what and I the, don't and like. The, and the player is 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 doing great. Just don't care about that kind of guitar. That's what it is. It's not, not, <laughs> no, my, not it's, my tempo. I think it's perfect. Not my tempo. <laughs> You're going to throw a chair at his head? <laughs> That's right. I mean, he probably could have done an acapella and it still would have been compelling. Yeah. But to me, a full band would have been too much, but just the guitar is the perfect accent. I can see that. Accent. I, I, I would disagree with that. Just, uh, I don't like that type of guitar. Yeah. But it does make me go... Why wasn't just this voice alone? Why isn't this guy like huge? Yeah. Not even huge, but like known. Like not like, everyone gets discovered. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sharon Jones had a similar thing, right? She yeah. didn't really make it until she was like fifty. I honestly didn't know about them until like the new girl. I've never seen the new girl where they Uh you know Jake Johnson, the guy yeah. actor? He's a huge fan and in his bedroom there's Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Oh, yeah. And it's in every scene whenever they're in his room. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't know the timeline of his diagnosis mm-hmm. and his death, but if he knew when he performed this that he was yeah. dying of cancer and he's singing about I'm going through changes. Yeah. Like, that seems deeper even than your mom dying. Oh, that yeah. You're dying. Yeah. And, you're not, and no one knows. Yeah. It's just your thing. I mean, right there, it's like he's feeling it. Yeah, that's one of the most emotional performances wow. I've ever seen. Yeah. It feels like he went through it with that song. Yeah, it probably does every single time yeah. he sings it. They don't have too many bands in the room. Thank you guys for coming out. But once again, man, thanks. I really appreciate it. That, yeah. that nerd guy was so happy that he's here and he heard that the, song. The guy who was hosting it? Yeah, he was yeah, just yeah, yeah. so happy. Imagine if you were one of those few people in the room during that. Yeah. Like, that would have been. Live, you'd have been like just seeing him go through it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I liked him. Yeah. I played him the guitar. Well, just to be clear, though, Ebony Eyes, but not Change. Just to be sure, <laughs> Champagne <laughs> Try Again. Yes. Yeah. Black Sabbath Change. That's why there's two of us hosting That's this right. show. Because you need That's right. all... That's one. <laughs> you need all the colors of the rainbow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't say colors of the wind. No. <laughs> that's too small. Nobody needs that. Yeah. yeah well, that's, I was going to... You know, I was going to say, we have not yet found the ceiling of your tolerance for schmaltz. Oh, Colors of the Wind, but yeah. that's, you won't go I there? mean, like, any okay. Celine Dion, that's <laughs> too schmaltzy. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, uh... Colors of the Wind. Yeah. No. I mean, there have been some truly putrid songs to come from Disney movies. That's one of them. But that is the... But from one of our girls. Yeah, I like Vanessa Williams. I love Vanessa Williams and that song. But, shocks. yeah, give me the comfort zone. You can keep the Colors of the Wind. <laughs> I'll take the... Give me Ebony Eyes. <laughs> Oh, I'll take Ebony Eyes on the Colors <laughs> of the Wind all day. Goddamn right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> That's it's awesome. Not the, it's certainly not the worst thing I've ever heard. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. That was our last clip. It's Soul. We figured it we out. Covered it, we covered Soul. Yeah. We could, yeah. Check mark. Yes. There's no other Soul to be talked about. Nope. <laughs> now that we've got Ebony Eyes. We've got Ebony Eyes and Champagne. There's yeah. no reason to have any more right. talk of Soul. I think we've ever had a Temptation song. Nope. Um, it does get hard when you cover a genre that like peaked in an era before there was lots of video footage and music videos. That was and a things. problem too. And there yeah. was also like, okay, am I going to put on Marvin Gaye? For a while, I was like, I oh, was Teddy Pendergrass, I should put him on. But then I'm like, we've we've had him, we've before. had him on, and there's not that you know, yeah. it was going to be another Soul Train. And it was just him sitting. I was like, well, yeah, I, I wanted to put Marvin Gaye yeah. on. Um, I wanted to. My favorite song of all time is a Marvin Gaye song. I wanted to have that. Which one? Uh, Ain't that peculiar? Oh yeah. See, I would probably put uh, "Make Me Wanna Holler." Yeah. And, and you could have done that. I was like, oh, let's put some Al Green. And then you're just like, of course. Yeah. Like, of course we're gonna put those are kind of. Well, even that, it's not even so much of course is there's not that much great video of Marvin. No, Gaye. there's not. Yeah. Even just TV performances, there's mm-hmm. there's really not that much. Yeah. But um, so that makes it hard too. But yeah. also, like you said. What are we going to say about Marvin Gaye yeah. that, that needs to be said? There's this guy named Marvin Gaye. Maybe you've heard of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We should focus on like the Andantes, the Motown backup singers. Yes. Who sing backup on uh, Ain't That Peculiar. Or so Champagne. Yeah. But that's for Soul 2. That's Soul, that's soul for, 2 will be coming back. For B-Sides episodes, yes. there will be more Soul. We didn't actually cover it. No. And there is more available on YouTube. But that's the end of this episode of Music Ray Gun. I'm one of your hosts, Paul. I'm the other host, Kirk. Until next time. See ya!